Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Drew and Daniel make a podcast. Welcome back, film fans and TV fans. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the very first Community Cast, where we talk about the first season of Community, the TV series. Hopefully you'll stick around and join us for this full episode of Drew and Daniel make a podcast. Give me some more time and film fans and TV fans to this very first new edition of a community cast. We teased it and now we're bringing it to you. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm one of your co-hosts for Quality Check Podcast, Daniel Posey. And joining me to the left, all decked out, Drew Douglas. You just pulled a little buddy. I did. Stumbling on your words. Just don't kick me in the face. I won't. I promise. Because Buddy just, he just wanted some acceptance. Just like how I'm wanting acceptance from all of you out there listening to this. We talked about doing this for so long and we're doing it. You didn't ask and we're doing it anyways. (laughs) We just got talk. You know, we talked about community because it's on Netflix now. A lot of people are watching it. I feel like it's kind of revived it in a way. Actually, I really wonder if... Not only during the quarantine, but Netflix bringing Community back all six seasons. Because, let's face it, the sixth season was one of those, like, who watched it whenever it originally came out? Did you watch it? You watched My it? My hands in the air, baby. Of course okay. I watched it. I, 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 I definitely want to get into that here because, as we talked about, we will be breaking down Community, the entire TV show, one season per podcast. And we'll release those during weeks that are down weeks. We'll get into that, but just kind of a heads up, we'll talk about our personal connection to community. We'll break down the series information and all that good stuff. And then we also have our favorite list, which will include nine different things, including our top three favorite episodes of the season. So this is season one. Before we dive into it, Drew, why don't you start off by explaining your personal connection to the show? Because this has been your sixth rewatch, right? This is, well, I can't say for certain, but I've seen every season a lot. Minus season six, which I've probably only seen two or three times. September 17th, 2009, what were you doing? I was in college at that time, at that moment, and I was a junior. Wait, no, I was a sophomore in college. And I was not aware of community at all. I just graduated that summer from college. I was tuning in live. So the very first episode, the pilot, you watched? I was there, baby. 
Interesting. I had, I had no idea who a lot of these people were, minus um, Joel McHale, who I knew from The Soup. Mm-hmm. And you know that I love school stuff. Mm-hmm. I love a school setting. It's one of my favorite things in either TV or film. And I was hooked on it. I was like, this could be really funny. There's no audience. We don't have to worry about that. I didn't know who Dan Harmon was. Mm. It was just one of those things. I watched the pilot and instantly I was like, this is very clear who all of these characters are. And I kind of kind of just fell in love. I do love going back and rewatching this from the start because I will say this is my first major rewatch of the entire series since it came out. And this will be my first time watching season six. Ooh. And it's interesting to see so much of the show where it starts to rise and then you get into the messiness of it. But there's some there's some drama behind the scenes drama of this show. I will say that, as I mentioned, did not start with this season. I originally thought I started with season four and I'm incorrect. I jumped in on season two. Well, that's good. Season four is not the place to start. (laughs) That's why I I know a lot of people said the same thing whenever I was thinking about it. But doing this rewatch, I remember some of the first season, but it's the second half of the first season. Community, I think above any comedy, is probably my favorite. Your favorite sitcom, period. I mean, I I can make the argument, this is my favorite show, period. And you've had kind of a high, high, I don't know how to describe this other than that your stakes are higher in rewatching this because you are doing a lot of it. You started it with your girlfriend, right? From the beginning? Well, my fiance. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. I I, I can't, (laughs) I'm messing up already. Uh, Yeah, it's something that. I'm so attached to this show that I love it. And I, I begged her. I was like, can we just watch this? Just watch the pilot with me. And we finally started watching it. And it's as if I created it myself because I'm so attached to it that I was, I'm very nervous watching it with her because I feel like if she doesn't like it, then it's something I didn't have nothing to do with this show, but I feel like it's such a part of me that if she doesn't think something's funny or doesn't like the show, which thankfully she does, I was going to take that personally. I do find it funny, though, that a lot of the episodes that I love and that I hyped up, she does not like. Really? Will that be part of the discussion when we get to the top three favorite episodes of the season or not necessarily? Not necessarily, but like the Jack Black one, the the journalism one where he just kind of invades their group. And (laughs) we find out he's been there all along, basically, in the background. I hype that up a lot because I love that episode. And she she hated it. (laughs) Oh. She absolutely hated it. She goes, I, it's unnecessary to introduce Jack Black because I don't want him as a part of the group. We have our group. So she was more set on the group staying the same rather than having yeah, anyone come like, in. She's like, why do you need to bring somebody new in? Which I understand, huh. but it's it's the whole gag that I love that Buddy, this character, has been there all along watching these characters. Because I'm sure you felt at some point in your life that you're watching the lives of somebody else unfold. Mm-hmm. And you're not in that group. And I like the idea that we all think of ourselves as the main character of our own show or movie. And you are, I have people in my life that are reoccurring characters. I have cameos that just pop in (laughs) in and out. I view the world like Abed a lot, (laughs) which is one reason I find him so endearing. I totally agree. That's another thing about this show that just sticks. And a lot of these characters as well resonate so much to me just because of how I feel not only I can relate to some of them, but I also know people like that. 
And, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying about bringing your fiance Lexi into this. And if there's something that you hold so close and dear to you, it's basically like you're exposing yourself in a way, a part of your soul. And that if any of it's rejected, you feel sad and you don't want to feel that rejection at all. And I, I, I can totally relate to that. It's funny too, because she seems to like a lot of the characters that I don't, I wouldn't say that I don't like, but I had never really thought as much of. They're on the lower end for you. Yeah. And then there's stuff in the show that I find really funny that just either goes over her head, whether it's like a pop culture reference or she just is like, it's too weird. I'll say there is one moment and it was a great Pierce quote and it was actually Britta and Pierce. And it was Britta talking about something and she said, yeah, whenever at this point in her life, she went by the name Britta unfiltered. And then Pierce is like unfiltered. Great. And I started laughing so hard. I had to pause it. And then my girlfriend was like, why was that so funny? I'm like, don't you understand Britta Unfiltered? Britta, the, you know, the water purifier. She's like, oh, so the same thing has happened because I've for actually almost all of this I've rewatched with my girlfriend. So it's been fun to do that. But it's almost like you're showing another part of that is you're bringing bringing in um, kind of like it's like you're expanding the group, the study group, your own study group whenever mm-hmm. you end up having, you know, this cult following that this show has and it's like you're able to help grow it a little bit more so let's go ahead and start with community and breaking it down i will say spoilers ahead if you have not seen it why not yeah what's your problem go and watch it right now because we want to talk about some of the very important things not only that the show has to offer but also something that we want to invite you into our study group for the next little while. I want to see this in the, you know how Netflix does its top 10? Mm-hmm. I want to see this in the top 10. I'm surprised it didn't make it when they re-released it on Netflix. I've been very surprised it didn't make it into that. Especially right now in this weird time. And there's no telling how long this weird time will last. Eternity, it, baby. <laughs> I, I just, this seems like I've heard so much about this show in the last like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And now we have the cast. They're doing table reads of episodes. Even Donald Glover is involved. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of where it's uh, it's hit a resurgence. And fingers crossed we get that movie. They're they're all involved but a one Chevy Chase. <laughs> I like it too because Lexi has no clue that Donald Glover leaves Pierce dies. (laughs) Shirley's gone at one point. I am very excited to get into this with you. And all weekend I've been thinking about just talking about this with you and and hearing what you have to say. So here we go. Community, the series, it premiered on September 17th, September 17th, 2009. Drew, I know you asked where I was at that date. You were probably drunk. (laughs) hiding somewhere actually believe it or not at the time this came out i did not drink when this show premiered i didn't i did not drink at all in college which is crazy to think about um but uh if i just waited another year it was the total opposite i was a drunk but uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and this show ran on nbc for five years before getting canceled by the network on may 9th 2014 that was a very dark day. That's an that's the darkest timeline right there. <laughs> we are in the darkest timeline. <laughs> yes, actually. we are. 
never have the ratings for this show become what NBC wanted it to be uh, during the entire time that it was on the network. But it was picked up for a sixth season by Yahoo Screen, which was supposed to jumpstart that actual streaming service. But as we discussed before, it pretty much killed it because it broke the budget. Overall, there are 110 episodes of Community and has garnered a major cult following, hopefully, and growing in size right now with discussions of a movie in the works, as you mentioned. In addition to that, as you had said a few minutes ago, there is a giant table read that the entire cast got together, and it is now online. I believe that's of season four, right? It's, it's a season five episode. Okay. They would never do season four <laughs> because Harmon was not involved. Yes. We'll it's get... the one where they dish out Pierce's estate oh, after he's passed away. Okay. I'm saving that for the actual episode. And then during that, whenever I get there, I'll end up watching the table read. So I'm saving that for a very rainy day. Now, Abba once said that the goal of any show is to reach six seasons and a movie. And fingers crossed, we get that. It's supposed to be apparently at least being discussed. And that's exactly what Dan Harmon has said. Who is the creator of Community? You might also recognize him from Rick and Morty. Have you started that yet? I haven't. I'm saving that for after Community. I'm all start. There are four seasons right now that are out of Rick and Morty. Yeah, we're in the second half of the fourth. You know, one thing that's crazy, going back to the start of Community and realizing that the powerhouse duo behind such hits as 21 Bridges... An extraction. (laughs) (laughs) The Russo brothers, a.k.a. Joe and Anthony Russo, behind Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, they also produced this series. They had such a huge hand in this because they direct pretty much all of the early episodes on season one and two. The synopsis of Community... It's an ensemble sitcom revolving around seven drastically different community college students who form a study group and grow closer together as friends. Hijinks and hilarity ensue as they explore life at Greendale Community College. Fun fact, I went to a community college before going to Missouri State. That was... uh, All right, so I want to ask you this real quick because this actually comes at the request of my girlfriend. She said, wouldn't this show have been over after two years, two seasons, because two years at a community college? Ideally, yes, but they have explanations for why they stay. Yeah. Well, and that, I've been okay with that, and I know I'm on season three right now in the rewatch, and I honestly have not read into it because I'm like, don't cut the time short that we have to spend with these characters because I want to spend as much time with them as possible. The cast is stacked. Like, going through and looking at this, you know, at the time that when this came out, I could see just making your way through this and be like, who? Besides, as you mentioned, Joel McHale and then Chevy Chase. But starting things off, we got the leader of the group who actually formed it, more or less. Joel McHale as Jeff Winger. And the other person who he formed the study group for. It was actually just supposed to be between a study session between Jeff Winger and Britta Perry, who's played by Jillian Jacobs. We also have Danny Pudi, who plays Abed Nadir. Yvette Nicole Brown as Shirley Bennett, Allison Brie as Annie Edison, Donald Glover as Troy Barnes, Chevy Chase as Pierce Hawthorne. They all make up the study group, and that was formed because they all shared a Spanish class together, in which 
That was taught by one of the reoccurring characters, King Jong, who played <laughs> Ben Chang. Sorry, I just hit my elbow. Are you okay? Are you getting excited to talk about Ben? We also have John Oliver with Professor Ian Duncan and your favorite, Jim Rash, mm. as Dean Pelton. He's the best. Not the best in season one. Yeah. He's it takes very some time for, for, I was, again, hyping him up to my fiance. For a long time, she was like, I don't understand. Why do you like him so much? Just wait. Dean, Dean. Just wait. He takes over and he's the best. I can't believe now where I am versus where you are in the rewatch. And it's just so funny to like know what is about to happen. Of course, you already know, but especially Lexi and my girlfriend knowing like what they're about to watch. It just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And the Dean really, you're, you're at the turning point for the Dean. You're also at the turning point for Troy. Troy really starts to make a huge change. At he's, the you know what? Season two. A big surprise. He's a lot funnier um, in more of the Troy that I know, you know, later in the season, in season one that I remember. I thought it took a long time, but by late in the first half of season one, he's, he's kind of developed into why he is so funny. And the other funny thing about Troy and that character and how it's written, Dan Harmon went on record once and said that a lot of the stuff that Donald did, he would end up writing some of the dialogue or what he would end up doing because he said, I just, as a creator, had to trust Donald would take over and that he's smarter than I am with certain dialogue or certain scenes and, and crafting it. And I thought that was really interesting because Dan also where we have on one spectrum him agreeing with Donald Glover and saying, hey, this is your creative freedom. He butted heads a lot with Chevy Chase. Now, that story is very tumultuous. Uh, I can't even freaking <laughs> say that. It's very... Uh, tumultuous. Yes, there we go. Thank you. I went to a community college. That's how I know that. And you, you were able to score that uh, where I couldn't. But Chevy Chase would come out and say things like, Dan Harmon is okay. Like, he would end up bashing the creator and said that he couldn't write for Pierce Hawthorne. And it's it's so crazy that this was supposed to be Chevy Chase's comeback. Do you, like, going through this rewatch, is it weird to think that? Like, this was going, this could have been the show that brought Chevy Chase back? I mean, I think, the, I think it did, though. It did, but then he like dropped off after the show, right? I mean, he, I don't think we've really seen him since, but I think that's how he wants it. I don't real. I'm trying to understand who the man is behind the name Chevy. Because Mikhail's talked about this before, and he was saying Chevy signed up for something he didn't fully know what he was getting involved in, how much work he would have to do. Because he wants he's Chevy Chase. He doesn't want to do all this work. <laughs> he wants to go home and see his family. And when you're shooting nonstop. And then dealing with someone like Dan Harmon, who is notorious for having, I would say, issues as much as he's well-loved. I think he was very hard on what he wanted to see on the screen. I think he ideally wanted something he could come in and, and um, be on set for two hours and then just go home. Yeah. One, one of the greatest episodes is whenever Pierce gets upset and he demands a movie trailer. And he goes into the trailer and he's gone pretty much the entire episode. I'm like... I wonder if that was how Chevy was during this. It probably this. wasn't even written. He, they just recorded how he was acting. <laughs> I really wonder if a lot of that is exactly how it plays out. 
I don't remember hearing much in season one about the drama, though. I th- I really wonder if that started to come into play in season two. That that'd be my guess. Now, season one, there are a total of twenty five episodes, and it aired from September seventeenth, two thousand nine, to May twentieth, twenty ten. Twenty five. That's a lot of episodes. That is, and like you're not going to see that now. No. Was it difficult getting through the first season by like any stretch? No. I, I could have taken 100 episodes. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our favorite list, I'm breaking certain things down from season one. Are there any stories, anything you want to share about community? Something that stands out that did not make its way into the list? It's definitely, I would say, the most grounded season. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, it's kind of the outlier, but I like it. I love the introduction to all these characters. I will say it's interesting. My girlfriend had mentioned that season one starts off so, she called it generic in terms of a sitcom. And it does, but at the same time, it doesn't. I mean, the idea is very simplistic, but it's so smartly written that it elevates it in ways that you wouldn't normally expect. And that's it. I think that they're so well crafted that... The idea of where they will end up, Dan had that in mind by the time he set out and started releasing these episodes that we see so much of the characters of who they really are and they're there apparent to us in the first few episodes. Who do you think has the biggest transformation from beginning of season one to the end of season one? Because I think Troy is really different from who he is in the pilot. Britta is pretty different too. I think it, it takes... I don't know, maybe 20 episodes until they start figuring her out. I I think Britta definitely becomes the, I, I would say that it may be Britta. Troy changes a lot, but a lot of that change carries over into season two even for Troy. So of the greatest changes in terms of character evolution, I would say Britta. I, She's I, got I, a pretty good arc. Yeah, I, I think that it's probably her. Team Britta, baby. She's the best. It's it's so crazy because uh, my girlfriend is not a fan. She actually does not like her or Annie. It's weird. She's the 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 youngest member of this group yet. She's kind of the most sexualized in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, which is odd. By the end of it, she's kissing a forty year old man. Yeah, and I love that. That's literally one of the lines in terms of Jeff saying we don't sexualize Annie. I believe that's season one, right? Yeah, because it's it, he's talking to Jack Black. That's right. Yeah. Because he's talking about her butt. Oh. <laughs> like grabbing it and stuff. And and Jeff is nothing but a crazed fanatic whenever it comes to sleeping with people. He just wants to smash either Slater, oh. which I totally forget about her even existing in this world, Annie or Britta. Were you uh, Team Slater by chance or Team Britta I by was, the end of season one? I was Team Kendra with a QU. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot all about that. Um, Slater is all right. You know what's weird is so the, the dean mentions at one point that the hottest students and teachers are ranked, and he had Slater at number seven. What babes are teaching that are six through one? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, man. I, I, I forgot all about Slater until getting to that point. And there's a lot with the rewatch. In terms of cameos, in terms of characters, and even stories, like this is where that happens. So let's start off with our favorite list. And to kick it off, we'll announce our MVP of season one. 
Who mm. do you have? Joel McHale is Jeff. Because the entire series rides or dies on his shoulders. I'm a huge McHale fan. I've been on record saying that. I love this guy so much. Now, you started with him on The Soup. On The Soup, yeah. So I've been obsessed with him for a long time. And I just love Jeff as a character. And I like that he is just so self-involved. But he has a good heart. I have to go with Abed as my MVP. It's just because this is the moment... As a TV audience, we were introduced to such a wild character, and yet I relate to him, and so many times I can't relate to him at all. It's like two things at the same time, and it breaks my brain, and I love it. You probably relate, though, in, in the, the ways he handles the world in pop culture, right? You know what I got for Christmas? It was a banner year at the Bender family. I got a carton of cigarettes. The old man grabbed me and said, Hey, smoke up, Johnny! No, Dad! What about you? Well, uh, that that actually was from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Because I... We're watching this and my fiance is like, man, Abed reminds me so much of you. And I'm like, it's because he references movies a lot. Well, and that's, it, it's funny because my girlfriend says, I don't get half of the things he says. I'm like, that makes it so much better watching this as you, like, it ages so well because of that reason that you don't know a lot about what they're saying. If you don't, then there's a chance that you watch and expand your knowledge of TV and film that you can grow with this character. And yeah, that's, there are so many things that he says and I just love, especially his love of Cougar Town. <laughs> oh, dear. Bill Lawrence rules, man. Now, least favorite character. Let's reverse this a little bit. I got to give it to Chang. Ooh. Small doses. And we'll it's probably not that I don't find Ken Jung funny. It's just small doses. It will probably get worse, though, for you as we go on though yeah, because they really they just have no idea how to keep him around well they and they just want to they want to have more of him i just have a hard time picking a least favorite of the main seven yeah i think that's why i had to go minor and i think john oliver's funny when he's on it and then it's not going to be dean pelton he's the best you know i'll be honest i think my least favorite character it has to go to troy yeah, in season one, he's not the best. He And it was just because in the very beginning, and I love me some Donald Glover, but I'm like, man, this was... And, and I, you know, I want to return to this again. And it's crazy I haven't even finished this, and I'm already wanting to go back. But with seeing Troy and his evolution, I want to be able uh, to see what it's like. Because even now... And going through season one, it's almost like Troy starts off, and I can't decide if this was intentional or they were just, Dan was trying to figure out what to do with Troy because Donald is so gifted. But he comes off as so, like, timid. He's a and he's a very typical jock early Yeah, then that's it. He's, he's just, like, that all-American jock. And he is fine, but he gets so much better. All right, let's move on to our favorite cameo. And I'll be honest, mine, it doesn't just go to one person. It's a one-two punch. Well, there's not a lot of cameos in season one. I think the most obvious is Jack Black, so I have mm -hmm. to give it to Jack Black. I'm sorry. Whoa. Okay, look, I did, you know what? It's your study group. 
and I don't know if you perceive it as something that could be improved, but I do have some ideas. Here's the one right here, boom. I was thinking as a group we could start saying, you go girl, not in a way that's, you know, oh, I'm so cool saying you go girl, but in a way that we're kind of winking at it. Bottom line, you guys need a chubby, agile guy. Did anyone see Paul Blart Marl Cop? Paul Blart Mall Cop. I'm like that, okay? I'm fat and I'm physical, okay? I'm strong, hmm? And I kiss. Oh! Oh! Dude, sorry. Oh. Jeff? Oh. Jeff? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just a little, little nosebleed. I get them when it's dry and when my face gets kicked. I'll get some paper towels. Are you doing Jack Black and Owen Wilson? I am. Yeah, because that surprise was so cool to see Owen Wilson ride around. It's like, buddy, there you are. And it just... It's so good. And I forgot all about that until that happens. And it's such a funny payoff to that. He's going through all of this and we're watching all this unfold. And then we realize that um, their group was his backup. Right now, buddy, especially that moment with him trying to nudge his way in and that entire storyline it surprises me that lexi was really not a huge fan she hated buddy did she like owen wilson no she hated both of them (laughs) oh my god i'm like it's funny that that kind of breaks my heart a little bit all right what about your favorite post-credit scene mine links back to that episode and it's in troy and abed are trying to join the cool study group by auditioning for starburns I may be cheating a little bit because I'm saying all of the Troy and Abed in the mornings, but I have to go with Starburns especially. B- basically, they're trying to treat him as their exotic animal handler. But that tag's not in season one. It's not? No. They only do one Troy and Abed and it's the one And with that's Jeff. with Jeff. Dang it. Okay, well, I had ended up thinking that that was in season one. Well, then it's still pick it. It's the introduction of that gag. It's got to be with Jeff Winger then because, yeah, yeah, it's it's when we are introduced to what probably has to be the spinoff show for Community. I love it. I have one of those mugs. Troy and I have it in the morning. After after this, I want to be able to get that and also I think it would be really cool to do a that is a halloween costume duh now this was where i was starting to um to get ahead of myself because of what i have picked for this upcoming favorite our favorite phrase what's your favorite phrase there's the uh there's the tag in i guess it was episode four social psychology where troy and abed are making fun of people through the window they don't know that anybody can hear them. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff's like, we can hear you idiots or whatever. And Troy's like, pretend you're sleeping. Oh, I think it's time for Burning Man. Ooh, I'm Saddam Hussein. Ooh. Nice to meet you, dude. Oh, wow. I love reading and being a desperate housewife. Hey, man, coming through. I love the desperate housewives. <laughs> I'm Dr. Doogie Seacrest. I think I'm better than everyone else because I'm 40. I'm not 40. I can hear you through the window, morons. Just pretend like you sleep. Just pretend like you were sleeping. And that's one of my, I love that line so much, and it's later used in another episode when they get caught doing something, and he's just like, pretend you're asleep. That, that's my favorite of that season. It's so good. Yeah, that's hands down, and... So it comes back, and that's why I'm like, yeah, I can't pick it. But it's mainly, and this is so weird, my favorite phrase or quote goes to Chevy Chase. And 
there are certain things he said and I forgot that he said it. And I'm like, man, there were just so many great one-liners he had. And I wonder if he realized that he was streets ahead mm-hmm. while making this. That's a good one. But it, it, the full thing is streets ahead. If I have to explain myself, then you're streets behind. There, there are certain phrases I find myself saying and quoting to my girlfriend. I think she's about to uh, push me out of a moving car at this point. What about your favorite moment or scene? This was what I was trying to jump to earlier. Don't do that. It's a riff of The Color of Money. It's where Jeff and his phys ed teacher play billiards naked. Uh, you know, anytime they do a riff on any pop culture, I love it. Prior to seeing um, The Color of Money, I had watched this episode and I didn't understand it. And then I was doing a Marty rewatch and that scene came up and I was like, "This, I understand it completely now. And that kind of goes back to what you're saying that if you maybe don't understand a reference and you happen to stumble on it, it'll make it that much funnier. And it, it just, that's where, yeah, you can just enjoy that moment so much. Mine is the entire, basically the entire episode that gives an homage to Martin Scorsese. And that's uh, episode 21, Contemporary American Poultry. And basically the entire episode, Martyisms, left and right, the voiceover, the camera shots, everything. But it's ultimately when Abed is talking and he's setting up the story and he it's the VO and then he turns and talks to the camera to finish it. That's mm-hmm. so Marty, but I love that so much. Like, I love that. I, I just can't get enough. Did you explain that to your girlfriend? I did. She hated it. Because <laughs> oh, I paused and I go, so this is a riff of Goodfellas. And she goes, oh, okay. And she, she goes, I've never seen Goodfellas. And I go, oh. Well, just watch it. <laughs> it's so good. That it just—it's so good. And with Marty being and thinking about it, I always teeter back and forth on Marty or John Carpenter being my favorite directors. And man, it just after watching this, it's almost where I want to seal the deal and go with Marty. I don't think Johnny C gets enough love though. And that he's just—he streets ahead. So I think you need to go with Johnny C. He's He literally is streets ahead. Now, let's go on favorite blow-off class. I want to take pottery with Rich. Oh, that's mine too. He's awesome. It's mainly just because I love when we get to see Jeff so mad and he <laughs> says, I'm going to expose you, Rich. I'm going to show who the real man is under that skin that nice skin is and he he just despises him and i love it so much plus we get tony hale it's great oh that's funny too no ghosting i like the idea that even somebody as um good looking as jeff can still be just completely jealous of somebody else (laughs) no matter what you have in life you can always you're you're never gonna there's always gonna be somebody better than you he always has the best closing lines I tell you what, he doesn't have his fashion in season one is awful. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who, what the idea was behind any of that. It almost doesn't fit his character. How awful his wardrobe is! Bad. Yeah, it's, it's like really bad. It's not good. It's really not good. All right, what about biggest surprise? Mine was just how funny Chevy is. I went in watching this because you had started before me, and you said your girlfriend really loved Chevy. I was like, hmm. So I went in really kind of focusing on him, and a lot of it is Chevy being Chevy, but he's funny in this. Like, he's genuinely really funny. And he's got, a, like, a lot of good dramatic moments, too. 
mm-hmm. where he can kind of scale back being stupid. And then he can do his broad comedy and it just all works. Yeah. I That's mine as well because I went into this thinking, yeah, I, I remember when I first started watching Community thinking Chevy Chase is not who I was expecting him to be in this. And I actually did not like him when I first saw it, but he eventually grew on me. And then through rewatching this, almost from the get-go, I'm like, I love exactly what Dan Harmon had in mind. From the start, he's like, this is who Pierce is. I'm not deviating. But like you said, he has moments to show his range. And that's what I love. Do you think Chevy almost felt like doing a TV show was beneath him after yes. his acclaim? I and think that was so. part of this? Oh, I really do. Because I think in hindsight, I wonder if he would do things differently. I bet you anything he would. I think he's... What's weird is I think he has a lot of regret. And one of those regrets is his whole like lashing out with Dan Harmon. To a degree, I think he regrets it in the other. I think he relishes that and he lives in that and he's glad he did all of that. It's it's so hard to say, but I do think that he probably regrets being too vocal at times. All right, so we've made it to the big top three favorite episodes of the season. This is really hard to do. I, You know, I initially started off ranking them as I watched them. And it got to a point where it was so hard that I said, I'm just going to break it up into my favorites and then ones that I like that just aren't going to make the cut. And I ended up with 10. I had mm. to narrow that down. It's really hard. So you what? ended up whittling it down. And, and so you had like 10, your top five, and then three. I basically did 10 and then three. Okay. But it's really hard because a lot of the episodes, there's a really funny like A plot, but the B plot's not as good. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, there's a smaller plot in the episode, but the main plot's not as good. So it's really it was really hard for me to do this. So what I have is it's locked in, but you could sway me on a lot of these episodes. <laughs> is there is there one that didn't make your cut real quick that um, you want to bring up? Because there's one that I really want to put in here, but I have a hard time doing it. One may actually be the investigative journalism with buddy Ooh, that didn't make your list it did not but it was very close that was close for me as well and the reason being is like you said i love this whole idea what if we approach it from the fact that we're outsiders and it is a scenario that we are we're the we're the b side we're not the a side and i i always thought that it was so cool for basically buddy for them to shoot some of those scenes and he's literally hanging out in the background i just it was it was to me i i love that and this whole arc of that was so good and then for them to reach the point of buddy blowing them off it was so hilarious and he's like all right so now you guys are my b-side when we thought all along jack black was their b-side and it just it, it was so good the other one is the the art class. I have to say I was very surprised and how good that was, but there's something about that overall that I really dug. The pottery one? Mm-hmm. But also, but with Jeff, where we get to mm. see more of Jeff and kind of dig deeper into his character. Well, that's kind of, I what I go back with. I think that plot's great. I don't think the boat plot is great, the blow-off one. I'm yeah. not interested in that. My dark horse one was the art of discourse where they mm. Jeff and Britta are at odds with the high schoolers. I think that is brilliant, but a lot of people hate that. Yeah. I have to say that overall on the first, I think that was around the first time I started watching this show. 
And the first time around, did not like it. It's so stupid, but it's good. It's wacky. But that I think that shows the range of the show that it can get so insane at times. And it gets a lot more insane. But there are these moments where it can get so off the rails, but yet it feels grounded and real. Like there's part of that where like, you know what? Even in college, community college and being so much older, it's like you can be so upset by something that someone ends up saying who's so much younger and and high school. <laughs> so it's like so ridiculous, but so also at the same time true. So what's what's your top uh, for the top three? What makes your number three? Number three is the episode I've always said is when the show finds its groove Rewatching season one, I think it actually does this earlier, but it's episode 17, Fiscal Education. That's very similar to the pottery class, I feel, where we get to dig deeper into Jeff. It's a Jeff-centric episode. Like you said, with that finding its footing around that point, that for season one, that's really good. But that actually did not make my list. Do you, think Jeff's, you, you think Jeff's got a good bod? Yeah. I think it gets better, though. I think so too. I think he looks better as the show goes on. Yeah. There's there's a point in season three, he takes off his shirt. Ooh. I'm like, oh my gosh. Did, ooh. Yeah. I was When's he take his shirt off in season three? I won't say, Don't but say. but I pulled a dean where I fell on the floor and started shaking all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love that he always touches his shoulder because there's people <laughs> I do that to at work and they hate it. And they don't know that I'm doing Dean, but I'm just like, hey. There's there's one part too where he grabs Jeff's peck, his one of his uh, his mm. right peck, and then uh, <laughs> Dean is just so happy, and Jeff acknowledges it, and most of the time he doesn't. Early on he does, but oh man, it's so good. So you mentioned this, and this comes ten episodes prior, and it's number seven on the episode list. This is where I think we get the first glimpse of community becoming community. And that is Intro to Stats, the Halloween episode. Mm. They change the opening credits. We get to see the characters go wacky. Everyone is just insane. But at the same time, we end up getting that first true taste of what a community episode can be. I will say that it's, I think... There's a less of a deeper meaning than your number three. But at the same time, I just love the wackiness of it. My number two was actually my number one. I'm going to move it down a slot. This is risky, though. It doesn't matter. What are we doing? I was going to say that. Um, this came out actually on my birthday, 2010. It's called Modern Warfare. Ooh. It's the paintball episode, which I would say most people probably think is the best episode of season one. Did you know Justin Lin directed this episode? Yes. He won an award for it, right? Some big names directing these episodes, folks. Man, freaking love this. And he was like, we knew who Justin Lin was in 2010. This isn't like the Russo brothers doing something. (laughs) We didn't know who they were. You know, it's funny because I also had that at my number one, and I bumped it to number two today as well. Same episode. Yep. Because I was thinking more and more about it, and... I think it's very obvious, which is my number one. Uh, my number one, it's the science of illusion. It's the April Fool's mm. one where Britta keeps wanting to pull the prank. I just think she is really funny in this. And what she thinks is a funny gag is just so stupid. It uh, creates the Annie Shirley as security guards. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. And I was just watching it as if it were a film. 
You know, and also as you're talking about that, that is almost a A side, B side type scenario whenever they end up having Troy and Abed be the good cop, bad cop later on. And that's a season three episode. Mm, I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And season five as well. But then again, that's also fitting with their darkest timeline in terms of progressing the story along in a different way. Man, that's a good episode. That That's pretty solid. I also think that's whenever Annie starts to become more of herself. Don't you think? I feel like she's kind of herself from the beginning. I don't know if she really changes that much. She, I feel like there's a very slow transition with her. But we see, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, for the most part, I think she doesn't change that drastically. But, yeah, that's a good one. I, I have to go with, even though that our number two for modern warfare is just so good and so insane, I think this episode... Even though as insane as it is, it is truthfully something that I could see happening. And it's episode number 21, Contemporary American Poultry. It just, I I love Marty so much and I love everything about this episode. I could see myself going back and rewatching this over and over and over again. And then who doesn't love Chicken Fingers? Man, it's so good. Did that make your top 10? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's probably top five. Was that was that a dark horse? Yeah. I know before we started recording, you said that there could be some surprises to this, just in terms of like uh, characters and episodes. What, what do you think surprised yourself the most about doing this rewatch of season one? Just that it's seriously the greatest show of all time. So it just becomes more and more solidified in that fact. It's like, honestly, like hanging out with friends that you knew a decade ago that you haven't seen in a while and you just fit right back into it. Would you like to see them not just create a movie, but have another show, like have like one more season, yeah, but a Netflix I would, season? Is Harmon involved? Yeah. Or is it get the guys that did season four? Half of it's, no, it's half, it's, it's all overseen by, I think, Harmon and the Russo brothers. And the Russo brothers didn't have it. They just directed it. They ain't getting any credit. And then we also have uh, a few of the episodes written by Chubby Chase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they found a way to bring him back, I'd be okay with it. Because Dan and Chevy, there is a mutual respect that they have for each other. And they both have talked about that. They just at time want to kill each other. I think they're very much kind of the same person as well. Mm-hmm. Good, good first season. What are you going to give it overall? Letter oh grade. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, let's do it out of five chicken fingers. You can even do halves. Five chicken fingers. Jeez, this is tough. I think season one, I, I'm i going with, oh, this is going to sound maybe too high, but I, I have to say four and a half. Oof. I was going to say four. The main reason is because once we start getting to the end of the first season, I'm like, this is why I love the show. I'm telling you, it is from like the the phys ed one on. It's good, except for the one where the it was like the um the family day. Oh, I really don't like that one. Yeah, that was okay. That's that's one of the worst of like the last six or seven episodes. But up until that point, that's going to do it for season one of Community. What do you think about the upcoming seasons? Any lingering thoughts that you have about season one or what you're looking forward to for season I can't wait two to watch season five again. And really? hey, that's always been like my favorite. But that could change. 
I'm I'm really I'm really interested to watch it, but watch it in order and watch it without really a lot of breaks. And I'm to the point now where it's going to go fast. It's going to go very fast because season four through six, the episodes are cut in half. I'm just looking forward to watching all of this again. On the next Quality Check episode, we are going to be talking about Netflix's new movie, The Lovebirds. I'm getting rid of Britta. I'm getting rid of the bee. She's an awkward bee. I'm getting rid of Britta. She's got to go. I'm getting rid of the bee. She's a GDB. Come on. One more time for me, Pierce. Ha! Say it ain't so.